I thought the numbers, obviously, which surprised folks. David, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on what we got this morning. I think clothing sales, which is the main area that I cover, were quite strong and continue to grow in the quarter um, in the month. Um, they've been up for most of the year, and the momentum seems to be continuing into the back-to-school season. Um, we've seen a more normal back-to-school year this year, uh, and that's uh, really boosted a lot of the clothing and department store retailers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Greg, what, what are you monitoring as far as trends and what we're seeing? I mean, I know the ex-auto numbers was really spectacular, but just the fact that this came in as a positive number versus a negative one, that surprised people, right? It surprised people, but at this point, we shouldn't be underestimating the, the confidence and the, the resilience of the U.S. consumers. Mm. They, they're getting their lives back to normal, and you're seeing right. all that pent-up demand for nice clothes. You know, we're tired of wearing, tired of wearing sweatpants. So that drives a lot of that apparel spend, particularly as you start talking about going back to the offices in fall and the back to school, as was mentioned. Right. And that brings us, uh, David, do you have any favorite names as we look at some of the trends? I heard earlier today someone saying that a higher end may do better in the next uh, year or so. Um, are, are there certain names that you focus on or particular parts of the market that you think may do better within retail? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think luxury names have been doing very well. Many of the stocks are up a lot, especially over the past 10 months or so. Uh, since the vaccines came out, we've really seen a you know, big surge in, in retail spending in apparel and accessories and beauty and other major categories. Uh, one stock that I do think is undervalued would be Nordstrom. Uh, Nordstrom has not performed as well as some of the other um, store stocks, such as Macy's and Kohl's. Um, it, the stock is down from its high uh, from a few months ago. Uh, Nordstrom's most recent quarter was not bad at all. In fact, it beat my estimates, but they, but Nordstrom did not blow out the numbers as much as many other retailers did. And Nordstrom would benefit from a more uh, formal dress uh, situation because uh, Nordstrom does sell a lot of upscale clothing um, and some uh, more expensive home goods as well. Right. And Greg, I know you're following a lot of the trends. I mean, as, as the holiday season is upon us, retailers are trying to give outlooks, but at the same time, you have a Delta variant. The holidays are coming. I think they're, I'm sure they're expecting some more foot traffic. People coming into the store, coming into a mall is a very different shopping experience and, and check at the end, right? Um, what are some of the things that you're expecting or watching for? We're going to be watching for the speed of retailing. So if you think about the, the consumer demand, it's there, but the retailers need to keep up with fresh product. You know, the days of being able to come out with a season of product or a holiday season just isn't going to work anymore. You're talking about inventories that are going to turn weekly, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on those supply chains that we know are already under pressure at most of these retailers. Combine that with the importance of getting in-store sales associates that can give the consumers the experience that makes it worth going into the store. And it's going to be a pretty dynamic and unique holiday season for the retailers. You, you talked about, um, Greg, back to school and even getting dressed for a mm -hmm. date or something, right? Social <laughs> events, things like that. Um, tell me about where you might see some strength. Are there certain retailers, types of retailers that you think may do better? Well, yeah, similar to what David was saying, you're seeing the aspirational consumer, affordable luxury is what we're really seeing as a trend. So the, the retailers that are able to come slightly above what a typical consumer would want, 
they're going to get those dollars because they're going to get that aspirational shopper. We want to look good. We want to take that extra little zing in our step. And retailers that are able to bring that affordable luxury are going to do quite well. Mm -hmm. And David, you noted the shortages that we're seeing as far as getting goods in. I, I went to a favorite shoe store locally, um, anecdotally, and he said, look, you know, I'm closing in the new year, but I'm afraid I won't even have any supply by the end of the year because I just can't get anything in. Um, and that may be some of the headwinds that some of these trying to do fast fashion or get some more inventory, and that may be part of the headwinds. But you noted some of the different names, Tapestry, uh, Capri, those are Coach and Michael Kors, Ulta Beauty, Dix, uh, Nike, Lulu. You said um, Nordstrom may have been undervalued. Are there any others that you really see some great growth going forward? Um, what could be Hanes Brands, I think, is undervalued. Yeah. Um, Hanes is not being affected as much by the supply issues because most of Haynes production is from Latin America and the Caribbean. Um, and so you, you mentioned that the shortage of shoes, um, a lot of that is because of uh, shutdowns recently in Vietnam, uh, which has become a huge uh, producer of footwear for Nike and many other brands. Um, Haynes is, right. is uh, inexpensive compared to some others. Uh, like for example, Adidas, you know, the, the stock is is way up, same with Lululemon. We've seen a lot of, you know, sportswear related companies just have huge runs in their stocks over the past year or so. And, and Haynes Brands would be one that I think is still undervalued.